this is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life, because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. That's true. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, the premier free writing magazine on the internet featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. You can learn about Author Magazine at authormagazine.org, and we are funded by the good people at the Pacific Northwest Writers Association, supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. Uh, we got a conference coming up. I'll be there. Damon Swade, if you're familiar with him, he's a, ooh, he's a character. He's going to be there teaching all kinds of stuff, so I hope you're going to be there if you want to learn about it. I think there's still slots available. You can go find out at uh, pnwa.org. What a treat. What a treat. Got to meet and talk to Donna Marie Hayes, uh, debut memoirist who, um, well, she had quite a life. She shared it with us in her book, but just a bright light. Talked about life and healing and the work she does and her acting. and well, Anyway, you'll hear. She's such a great person and a great conversation. Uh, she is, uh, she can be found on a stage or in front of a camera and is a SAG after actress and cabaret singer. Her corporate life includes serving as a senior human resources professional in the financial services industry. And as an ICF certified coach, she owns a coaching practice dedicated to helping women shed victimhood for empowerment. These Broken Roads, Scammed and Vindicated, One Woman Story is her first book. And like I said, great conversation. And I'm so glad I get to share it with you now. Enjoy. All right, this is a, well, it's always a treat, but I got debut memoirist Donna Marie Hayes on the show. Donna, welcome. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. It's my pleasure. You got to feel, so when we're, as we're talking, Mm -hmm. book is about a month from its pub date. uh, And when our listeners listen to this, this will give them an opportunity to pre-order it. Right. Book is These Broken Roads. Um, wait, let me get the full, let me get the full subtitle. Scammed and Vindicated, one woman story. Um, we're gonna get to the book. The book is yeah. your really it's 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 a tight little memoir. Um, but it does, in terms of the amount of time it technically covers, is considerable because yeah. you go right back to the beginning, but it's still yeah. a, a, still a tight book. Um but let's talk about you a little bit. You've got a very interesting profile. Yes. Uh, you were, Are you still living in New York? Yes, I'm still living in Manhattan, New York. Yes. Because you're big, you're big, uh, you're mucky muck. You're, like, you're in the in the financial world. Yeah, still. Right. I, yes. Well, I'm I am no longer where with my with my um, past employee. I worked there for 25 years. Yeah. I was managing director, deputy head of human resources for the Americas, including Latin America and, and Canada. Wow. And that was a you know fabulous um, role because I love interacting with people. I love handling employee relations matters. So it was just a so I have 37 years in human resources. Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay. But during but during that period of time, I've always been an actress and a yeah. singer. Yes, I'm an actress <laughs> and oh. a singer, and um, and then I'm also a certified coach. I'm certified yeah. life through ICF, and now I'm thrilled to be an author as well. Ah, oh, you busy woman. All right. <laughs> so, but so you're so you. When did you start doing the? When did you start? Active. Were you doing it simultaneously with the with the with the sort of day job 
Uh, yeah, well, I, I first started acting actually at 19. I did my first uh, film at 19, but I would do it kind of on and off. And after I divorced, after my, my divorce, that's when I really jumped back in and became yeah. SAG and got an opportunity to do some really fun projects. Because you got married young. Yes. Yeah. Your first yes. marriage, you were quite young. First marriage, yes, I was quite young. Yeah, well, it's pretty interesting because you came out of some pretty intense poverty. I mean, it, yes. this kind of stuff that in America we're just not used to. You know, mm -hmm. we read about it, but yours was it was in you know Jamaica and 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 it's just different, especially in the '60s and so different time. So sure. what a journey that you um, you know I have to applaud you because there's a sometimes I think uh, when you're raised in poverty you can start. And you're a life coach now, so you probably are dealing with this. You can start having what we call the poverty mindset, which is you think uh, this is I can't expect too much for myself. Like there's not. But you did not let that limit you. No, I did not. I did not. I I'm not sure where that where that came from. And quite often people ask me that. However, I've always wanted more for myself. Yeah. And, um. I took every opportunity, you know, when I worked for Solomon Smith Barney, you know, I took the opportunity to become a series seven and series six to three registered. I right. didn't really need it for HR, but why not? So right. I, I just took advantage of all, all the opportunities that were presented to me. And maybe it's because of my background. Maybe it's because of that. I'm like, you know, here's an opportunity while someone who may have had everything at their disposal may not have, but I wanted to take every opportunity to, create the life that i wanted yeah and it, it was a life not without its challenges obviously i mean yes. but i will tell you again i you know i coach people too and i so and i have my own life and everybody's life has got the stuff right everybody's right. Life has got every, the stuff. yep every um, life is a tale to tell with every life absolutely yes there is and so do you and so do you do you feel like the job your day job helped your stage career and your stage career helped your day i can feel to me it's easy to understand how a, how being on the stage could help in anything i feel like the ability to be in front of people and be comfortable like i just feel that that, that easily is transferable i don't know about yeah resources I, but maybe maybe yeah well in in human resources you know, as a managing director, I made a lot of presentations to the executive committee. I did, you know, uh, coaching. I spoke to groups. I made presentations. So it was similar to being on stage. Okay. So, you know, they, but both both worlds, I think, kind of converged because I was also singing yeah. was on stage and act. I do film and stage. And, you know, I quite often would, you know, do presentations. So it was very similar in that respect. And you never said, I'm going to chuck this wall street thing and just go full actress that was was that ever a consideration uh, no i mean if the opportunity presented itself yes but um i was pursuing it i was interviewing while working and i was fortunate enough that my employer was very flexible and said oh you have an audition wow go ahead. It's, it's all good you know once i I received um, an audition to audition for Tyler Perry and ah. my agent called and said, you need to be on, on the, on the flight at eight o'clock in the morning. It was 4 PM that afternoon. Wow. And my employer said, it's okay. Good really? luck. Yes. Yeah, really? so I, I was very fortunate that I was well liked and well respected and they supported me in, in every way. So, I, you know, it was not very difficult um, to be able to do both. And I was very fortunate in that respect.
So you, like I said, like you said, you also coach, and I, the coaching I assume has grown out, in, grown in part out of the subject of this book, Correct. which is your Correct. own experiences with men, particularly one guy in yes. particular. Um, yes. So, all right, so let's get into it. But without, so this is tricky. I want to talk about your life, and I want to talk about this book, but I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to yes. ruin it for the listeners. So tell <laughs> us what you can about the story that that leave enough for people to want to finish it themselves. Yeah, well, you know, after after divorcing my my second ex-husband, you know, I was with him for 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 19 years and I took 8 years to focus on me. Good I, for you. I completed the marathon, I wow. the New York City marathon which was wow. whew, daunting. Uh, <laughs> I did it. I did it in 6 hours, but I'm happy to say I completed it. And I was performing, I was singing, I was in therapy, I was doing all this stuff. I felt I was taking care of myself. And after eight years, I said, okay, I'm ready, I think, to try again. But it was a rough second marriage. I mean, there was abuse in it. So you were like kind of messed up and probably not feeling like you were in a good shape to be involved in it. Very much so. And so I took that time. And so I, you know, someone suggested that I go on this um, website, which will remain nameless. <laughs> and it's for, um, and it was for individuals who were my age, right. mature individuals. And um, I met this, this gentleman and, you know, I was with him. We were together for a year and a half and he was kind and doting and, 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 and sweet and sensitive. We were inseparable. Um, you know, I, I, what I could tell you is that he even had my name, tattooed across his chest um he was really all in he was yes. he was all in <laughs> he was all in i met his you know i met his sister i met his niece i met his cousin i spoke with his mom so all this time i was being groomed for this real estate scam and um you know i won't i won't spoil it because i want people to to really um read the story but i i think what is unique about this story is that when you hear of romance scams, you typically think of some online fraudster who are, who may be hiding behind a screen, right, right, some faraway land, yeah, right, and you know pulling this person in and say, "Well, I have this bad situation, send yep, me money." Yep. They're they're vulnerable and what have you, and they think they fall they're falling in love and they send the money. I saw this person every weekend. Yeah. I saw, yes, I saw this person every weekend, and um, and you're sophisticated. Have- like you're not like you haven't like you're not just off the turnip truck. You know, it's like <laughs> you chose someone who was who had her wits about her. Yeah, you know, he yeah. wasn't scared of that. No, he, clearly not. And you know, we went to the movies, we went hiking, and I don't hike. Um, you <laughs> know, we went to dinner, we went for walks. So you know, I and towards the end, before everything happened, he is actually moving into my apartment, and I felt that this was the person with whom I would share my life. Yeah. And to me, a lot was brewing um, in the in the background, and it was it was a it was a traumatic experience that left me stunned. But I wanted to write my story. And initially, I was very apprehensive about writing um, because I was like, was my writing book material? Did I dare tell the story? When you say, was your writing book material, do you mean like sentence to sentence kind of like, can I write well enough? Or is the story book material? Or was it a little bit of both? I I, I think both. I mean, 
I'm, I feel I'm a good writer. I had to write a lot of business related stuff, right. um, you know, a lot of presentations. However, now I was saying, OK, I'm going to write this book. And I didn't know that much about what that entailed. I felt that, you know, I journaled. I've been journaling since the 90s. And so that was that was the apprehension that, you know, what was my writing book material? Could I really do it? Did I dare? And also, did I dare tell the story? So yeah. it takes a certain bravery, in my opinion, to discuss oh, yeah. difficult topics such as this one. Yes. And you know, so sometimes you need to just muster the courage to tell to tell that story, though they may be shocking or shameful or absurd. But it happened. And I wanted to honor that. And I think one of the reasons why I wanted to do that is shortly after it happened, I was I would tell everyone. And I met so many people who, um, whether women in particular, who had similar experiences. For example, I, one woman was robbed of her, of her pension yeah. um, on my age. This is someone she was engaged to and had to wow. go on the system. Another woman, her, her fiance took out loans in her name and subsequently ruined her credit. Another lost a hundred and over 150,000 in an invest in an investment scheme and had to right. move into the shelter. And the, 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 the common denominator here in all these women is that they had shame and fear. It was like, but I don't want to talk about it. I just right, because they felt like idiots, like just yes. sort of like, why, what was wrong with me? Yes. Why did how, I do How did I not see it? Yeah. And I kept saying, you have nothing to be ashamed of because you didn't do it. It happened right. to you. Right. And, right. and so I, I wrote this story for the catharsis of it, as but also for the journey with the hope that others will see themselves in my story and find the inspiration and the courage to stand in their truth and say, this is what happened to me because there's nothing new under the sun. It's happening. Right. It's now. happening all the time. Yeah, it's That's, happening it's to someone story. else. So hopefully, you know, they can find inspiration and courage on the pages of these broken roads, scammed and vindicated one woman's story to maybe change the trajectory, the trajectory of their own situation. Yeah, and certainly to let go of the shame. Cause you know, the thing is you lose money, but you can get money back. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, I mean, it's, it's a pain, but it, it can happen. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I remember I Janine Roth, you may or may not be familiar with her. She wrote Women, Food, and God. She's a wonderful woman. Okay. She's a great teacher. She lost all her money to Bernie Madoff. Remember Bernie yeah. Madoff? Yeah. She was one of the it's like yeah. she said all of it. She said all of it. So she oh, wrote a book wow. about that. Yeah, okay. she 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 was like got Oprah to stop dieting. And so she was having this great, wonderful career. And then she just said, I just didn't want to deal with it. And she gave all the money to yeah. him. It wasn't a romance scandal, but right, right. you know, she lost all her money to him. And what also was very interesting for me is that I was told that it's not criminal. What he it's did? Oh. What, it's not criminal. It would be criminal if he broke into my house and stole it. This is I called see. fraud by deception. You you were defrauded and you 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 acted in a way based on what you believed. So after I, I filed a lawsuit and I got a judgment against him and all these judgments, these judgments, companies kept calling and I would say no 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 it's all right it, you probably won't find him and one day I said you know what yes let's go go at, go for it and I didn't think anything would happen and in March of this year they found him wow. and they found his bank account didn't have much had maybe about 20 grand in it and they took it out and they gave it to me he was off looking for a new person, probably. Yeah. Trying to get that tattoo taken off. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
well, you know, he, he had he had a girlfriend this whole time. But what was so interesting, the nerve of him, he called the enforcement company to say, I'd like to set up a payment plan. Yeah, he doesn't. They're like, no, not not going to happen. <laughs> so, yeah, don't be ashamed. If, if if it happened to you, it's your story. Own it. It could inspire others. Well, and one of the things you did I thought that was interesting, I, the, as soon as I started reading this, I thought of, so I teach memoir writing, and I had mm-hmm. this class once where this woman said, I want to write my memoir about being married to a sociopath. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. interesting. And she described how he had multiple families. And so in this sort of day, she discovers like, wow, that's great. That's really interesting. And I said, but here's the thing I need to know. Why were you with him? Now, I'm not blaming you, but we all yeah. make a choice because I, yeah, yeah, our, okay. we made a choice to be with him. Yeah. She's like, what are you talking about? He was cute. I was like, no, 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 it's not enough. Like you, you know, not everybody would fall for a guy like that. You did. It's not right. blaming you, but there's something in our... Never yeah. saw her again. <laughs> she did not come back to the class. <laughs> she just wanted to kind of blame him. But you smartly dealt with your childhood and and sort of made a connection between yeah. your yeah. openness to these kinds of guys yeah. yes. and your own difficult upbringing. Correct. I mean, I signed up for the writer's workshop in the spring of 2019, and I entered the workshop completely unsure of what to expect. Yeah. So I was filled with excitement, and curiosity, and a little bit of uncertainty and and fear. And I soon learned that my story and the apprehension that I felt was not that unique because most of my fellow writers were struggling with similar feelings of self-doubt, fear of their story and writing being judged. And, you know, what I discovered was this community of writers, uh, of like-minded writers who um, from all walks of life who were there to to write about their story. And it became this community and this safe place to kind of ignite difficult topics. So initially, why I chose to write the memoir, because it was swirling around yeah, me, yeah, this yeah. thing that was kind of eating yeah. away at me. And I needed to kind of get it out. And that's what I, I set out to do. However, as I kept writing about this, I kept going back my childhood kept coming into play. And, yeah. and before you know it, I was able to kind of link choices. You, to have, trauma. you, yeah. you, you have to do, I mean, it's a, there's yeah. a whole thing about what they call blaming the victim, but it's like, yeah. you can't blame the victim. But if, if I feel like if I take, cause I write about my own, that's what I do. I write about my own life. I write memoir yeah. in yeah. some form or another. And the only thing interesting is the choice is the role my own choices played yes. in. I mean, we all, things happen that are outside of our control, but we yeah. have, control over our choices we have to but sometimes we don't realize based on our prejudices or our fears or our beliefs and so you've got to be willing to get into it and own up to something that could have gone differently because for this guy he your daughter shared some information with you about him early on for instance yes yes and yeah so i uh so when that happened joe so he told me the story about how you know his 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 mother's was very sick and you know being raised in a in this abusive environment and it was like well you know the coach in me this protective maternal person I said but that's not who you are now that was 30 something years ago that is not who you are now and he says but I was so ashamed because people judge me and I just set off to fix him I was on a you know, I, I wrote the resume, I wrote the cover letter, I connected him with folks in, in, in my industry who could employ him. Um, and he would go on these interviews. 
he would go on these interviews knowing full well that if he was like if he was offered the position he would likely maybe he would take it because you know he had to keep grooming me right until um you know knowing i was low-hanging fruit until he could actually get the food so i decided that well that's not who you are i i think you're a great person and i did not think that this was this wonderful rules that was being created. It's so it's interesting. One of your challenges as a person, it seems to me, is you have such a big heart, it seems yeah. to me. You have you want to help people. And you can't lose trusting of you can't stop trusting other people. Like that, yeah. then then you then you just keep suffering. But so right. you so you have to balance keeping your big heart, keeping yeah. your desire to help people without yeah. and but yet incorporating an inner knowing that says, not this guy, not the, like not knowing him. when you're heading in, like there's some, right. some place you didn't, there had to have been some guidance you chose not to listen to because you yeah, just I, I, I think so. I think so. I mean, there was this very rapid declaration of his undying love and devotion to me. You right. know, and, you know, I was a woman who had just come out of this awful situation and he knew that. Yeah. He, knew that he was waiting. He, yeah. Yeah. He, he talked. So he used that right. to, to kind of prime me, if you will. And unfortunately, I was vulnerable where I, I, I kind of believed him. So that, um, and he preyed on my emotions. I mean, whenever he would constantly tell me about his mother's imminent death, and you know how that all played out. I won't spoil it for the readers, um, because I know that's one thing people are like, what? Yep, we gotta <laughs> and, leave something. Yeah, I gotta leave something. But, you know, I felt so sorry for him. And he felt as as this willing subject who, and he was working at the time. He was driving and doing this, doing that. And I wanted to fix him. I wanted to help him. Yeah. And I have learned about myself. And after him, I had to go back into therapy and kind of do some more inner work. And what my therapist told me something once is that you're so busy trying to fix others when, in fact, you're really trying to fix yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your own brokenness. It yeah. was so interesting. Here's yeah. the interesting thing about yeah. um, when people read your story, and yeah. you should, people, it, look at, you did a wonderful job with this. For someone who hadn't written a memoir, you did a lovely job. I, I hope you're proud Thanks. of it because it's really, Thanks. there's Thanks. a lot of really good stuff. And I was so impressed with how you handled it because it's a tricky subject and you aren't Thanks. a novelist or a journalist. You came at it from a very different background. So well done. Well done. Thank you. Um, Thank you so much. Um, one thing you will, it's interesting when people read your story, because people have read mine and different versions of it. I've come to understand they're never reading about me. They're always reading about themselves. That's who they're reading about. And, and so, you know, try to fix other people. You're absolutely right. Of course, you're trying to fix yourself. You know, yeah. of course, you're. Yeah. it's always, everything is about, I know it sounds weird, yeah. but everything we do is about us ultimately, even yes. everything. And I learned that. I yeah. learned that. I learned yeah. that. When I think about myself as a little girl and, you know, longing for my parents and, yeah. and and what that was like and how that influenced me and making certain choices. And now I've learned so much is as if the, this writing process, this is scales fell off my eyes and I, yeah. Oh, Hey, I'm like, wow. So that was happening because of that. And I connect to the dots and I feel as if I'm a much more whole person. Oh, Good because of that book. Because oh. of that, that Good. was really, really amazing, and so that's why I'm incredibly proud of it. Because yes, the story is out there, 
but Donna is a different person because that writing and going through that process helped me to see myself and why I was showing up in this diminished way. Yeah. Because whether directly or in or indirectly, I was told that I was yeah. less. Yeah. 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 And so, you believe it. And if you yeah. believe it, there you are. Yeah. If I, yeah. From a from a professional standpoint, I was doing fantastic. I was climbing the corporate ladder. I was, you know, I was a managing director. What? Um right. and, but on the on the personal side, I was just struggling. And and this book helped me just just to see all of that. So. I think I hope everybody I I have to remember this myself, in yeah. that no matter how well you can be doing in your life on certain funk in certain areas, you can feel I just I, I was just listening to this thing by John about John Lennon when he wrote this there's a good song. I love the song by him called Your Blues, where he sings, I'm so lonely, I want to die. I'm so lonely. Well, he was at the height of his success. Yeah. Just it was it was in the 67 or so, but it doesn't matter. You can be climbing the corporate ladder and feel lesser than. You can Correct. be having huge success and feel like a loser. Like there's right. nothing that will solve that for you. Right. I, I think we all wear masks. Yeah. Right? Sadly, we all yeah. get up every day and we put yeah. on our respective masks. Yeah. And we move through our lives with those masks. And it's when we peel that away, peel the layers away, because what you see, you see this person in front of you and you you draw certain conclusions based on how the person looks, how the person speaks, how yeah. the person conduct themselves. But who they are is is really under there somewhere. And so, yes, from a corporate life standpoint, I was I could not have been happier. You were winning. I was definitely winning, <laughs> but somehow I couldn't get this other part right until I came to terms that this child, all these childhood traumas and adult traumas and all these other things that happened, they were still kind of in the background yeah. digging at me. I just wrote about this, that when we write memoir, it's like we have these events and what we have is a first draft. Our yeah. memory of the events is corrupted yeah. and, and yeah. it has a lousy ending, but life I happen to believe life is infinitely kind and and life is always a finished draft. And our job is to go back and tell the real story, the one where we aren't, there's nothing wrong with us and we didn't do anything wrong and we aren't bad people and we can right. trust and love. But we have these crappy stories, terrible stories that we are telling about the thing that happened, right? Correct. That That's, that's absolutely correct. And, uh, you know, we can't allow the experiences, however, to poison the well and rob us of the joy. Of no, no, yes. <laughs> no, but Life. they do. But you got to, you, you have to be conscious. You have to be conscious of the story correct. you're telling. Yes. You have to be very focused on making sure that those experiences you learn from them or you help to inspire others, but yeah. you use that to yeah. move on to better place in your life and that's what that certainly did for me you know it's infuriating about writing it keeps reminding me that the times where i'm the most unhappy the most frightened or depressed that's the good yeah. that's where i get the most that's where yeah. i have learned the most gained the most that's right that's but every time i'm going through one of these things and i just had a situation recently where i was like oh god i just want this to be over and then i'm like i can already feel this the writing i'm going to get out of <laughs> I so want it, but even when you're living it, no, that must, and that certainly resonates with you, I'm sure. Absolutely, because I journaled and I have journals from, you know, the early 90s. And going through this process, I would read my journal and I would say, oh my goodness, that's who I was. And I, you know, it, it, it's really, and they were very painful, difficult times. Yeah. 
but I was happy that I had that to use um, to, to build um, the book. But yeah, there were some rough times. That's, that's when all the stuff comes out. That's all, all the, that's the it. carrying around, but it's, it's, it's a beautiful experience. It really is. And I didn't expect it to be that because the, the class was just so wonderful. Everyone was just so um, encouraging. Um, for example, at the conclusion of each 10 week workshop, the instructor had us write notes of encouragement on these bright really? cards. Good for cards. the, what a good yeah. teacher. Yes. And we wrote what we thought of each, we all wrote notes to each other and I still ah. have, and when I was writing my book, I would lay them all out. I love that. I'm going to steal that idea. I'm taking it. I like it. Yes. And, you know, I one of I, I have one of them in front of me where oh. someone wrote, I truly hope that your work or works is published so that your grace, humanity and strength and wisdom can help others no matter their stations in life. Good luck. Wow. The world is more of you. Oh, and after getting similar notes from everyone else, that just chipped away at the isolation and the fear I'm like. This was like my test audience, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And I, that gave me just the courage and the motivation. I kept all of them there all over my, my apartment. Oh, it's a beautiful story. Donna, yes. oh, I'm so glad I had you on this show. Yes. You're a bright yes. light. You're a Thank bright you. light. you got to keep on shining. The book is These Broken Roads, Scammed and Vindicated, One Woman's Story. Uh, it's going to be out October 3rd. Look for it, people. We're all yeah. fine books are sold. I hope you get a chance to talk to a lot of people. I Thank suspect, you. I suspect Thank you will, uh, yeah. but you That's are a great ambassador for this book. Yes, I appreciate you having me. Thank you so much. Well, I'm not done with you. I'm yeah. not done with you just yet. Okay, okay. We, now, we've kind of talked about this. Yes. But I'm going to, maybe the, there's more you want to say, which mm -hmm. is, well, just if writing, just the act of writing, sitting down every day, putting a mm -hmm. sentence on the page that didn't exist mm -hmm. until you put down, if it's taught you anything about life, it's taught you what? About writing? Yeah, the well, act of writing. Yeah. The, the, the act of writing. Well, it, it's it's so interesting that if you just allow yourself the freedom to write, because at times I didn't know what I was going to write about. I would just take the pen and I would or my laptop, and I would just start, you know, what whatever came up for me. Yeah. And I, as I said earlier, what he taught me is that there's so much in us. Some of it is all hidden away in corners and crevices, but there's so much in us that even if you're not, you know, you're looking to write a memoir, do it because it's a it it taught me there were things that I had forgotten. Do you know, the oh, things yeah. that, yep. that you know, I hadn't yep. thought about in years and years yep. and years. And as I was writing, they all kept coming back. It was like a, it was like flowing. Yeah. And it, 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 writing, the, the, the experience of writing helped me to get all of that stuff out and, and, and kind of get it on the, on, on the page. And I love developing the characters and, you know, the dialogue. As you saw, I used a lot of yeah. dialogue. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, creating the setting. You know, it was, like, it's almost as if I'm, I was watching my, a movie of my life. That's right? the way it should be. As That's I, what I, it should I, be. I, That's right. Yeah. When the book was finished, I was like, I just watched the movie with me as the, as a central character. So yes, I, I think everyone should, should write, whether it's poetry or songs or memo, what have you. 
um, because it's a very, very freeing experience because no matter what you're feeling, what you, once you put it on the page and it's out there, it really can't hurt you anymore. This is your truth. I love that. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Donna, you're great. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so you sell much. a million copies. I hope so too. Thank you so much. See, see, didn't I, uh, didn't I promise a good one? And I delivered. Yeah, she's great. So glad to have gotten to meet her. I want to thank my producer, R.J. Jeffries. Thank you, my friend. And uh, to all of you out there, thanks for listening. And, you know, your life is a kind of movie you're living. It is. It is. And it all means something. All of you have a good story to tell. Whether you choose to tell your own or make them up, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Everyone has a story worth telling. So... Until next week, I want you to go out there, find something you love to do, and do it. <laughs>